there's these news stories going around about the the quote unquote good for the environment that this moment is having for the planet. And I, I find that news, you know, interesting to say the least. This is Red Skies, brought to you by Karen Maroos and Kelly Doherty. Produced by Medley Shabazz. Red Skies is real educated discussions on sustainability knowledge impacting every society. We're people that work in sustainability and also went to school for sustainability, which is where we met and became friends. Our goal is to continue to learn and to inspire ourselves and others to do better. We'll tell stories about sustainability and answer questions like, Why should I care? Plastic straw not bad. What is a carbon footprint? We are New Yorkers leading regular lives and doing our best to live sustainably, but we're not perfect. We don't have all the answers, but together we will search for them. This is Red Skies. Kelly, we're in week six of what they're calling New York on pause at this point. So I know I haven't been to my office in, in just over six weeks. Are you about the same? Yeah, our office uh, shut down about a little over six weeks, I think actually seven weeks ago for us. Yeah, and you know, we've all experienced kind of the ups and downs of this pandemic, what it has meant for our personal lives, the ups and downs that we're seeing, you know, in friends and families and even on the news. I know for me personally, as you know, you know, right now I'm pregnant and this is a very interesting time to have the dichotomy of being overjoyed and excited about my baby um, and also really saddened that I can't enjoy this time with my loved ones. I can't have a baby shower. Um, my baby's grandparents may not even be able to meet her for a while after she's born. And, you know, th that's one small way it's impacted me, but I'm really seeing stories across the board. On the flip side, though, I've been able to uh, really enjoy this time with my partner and prepare for our baby and try to really connect as a family prior to her coming. So, you know, a lot of ups and downs. I feel very fortunate overall. Uh, as you know, I also, I got COVID and uh, for me, I was one of the lucky ones where it was moderate and I was able to treat myself and, and have you know, surpassed it, but have seen many, many stories of people who have it. And it's truly heartbreaking and ones that are closer to home than, than others. And I also live in this fear for, for some of my family members and loved ones that would be more vulnerable or more high risk if they were to get it. How has the virus been impacting you in the last six plus weeks? You know, it's interesting. I've definitely had good days and bad days. Um, it has depended on um, you know how much outside time I think I've I have during the day I also think that we had COVID early on um, I think it looked a little different on us actually but I think we did have it and um, you know as, as you said we're, we're very fortunate um, both Ahmed and I um, are safe in our apartment with our dogs um, I've been able to work from home um, but with that said, I've watched people around me, people that I've worked with, work with, um, that have been affected. Either family members have been lost, um, or they've lost their job, or were furloughed. So it's been definitely um, 
a learning experience for me um, of how a pandemic like this can affect so many aspects of life. Yeah. And I, you know, I think one thing just from our unique perspective of being environmentalists, of being sustainability experts, is there's these news stories going around about the the quote unquote good for the environment that this moment is having for the planet. And I, I find that news, you know, interesting to say the least. Yeah, um, I've read a lot of articles recently about that as well. Um, and in fact, I've, I've read some that say that since China has shut down the majority of their industries, they've reduced greenhouse gas emissions by 25%, which is a huge amount, but it makes sense, right? All, all these factories are closed down. They're not burning fossil fuels in the same way. So of course, emissions are going to be down. Um, and they're saying worldwide that annual emissions could be down 5.5% um, because of COVID, which is a huge amount. But then I'm, I'm questioning right now and, you know, what, at what cost is this reduction in emissions to us? Right. I agree because when I think about sustainability, I think of the three aspects, which are people, profit, and planet. So to say that any part of this is good feels like it's coming from this incredible place of privilege and really only looking at one of those three aspects. Right. And so there's a lot of negative externalities, if you will, with this emissions reduction caused by the coronavirus. Um, and some of them, yeah, we've kind of talked about already, but the loss of jobs. So many people are on, in, on unemployment right now. So many small businesses have shut down. Um, so many businesses um, are not able to continue the way that they normally did and had to let go and furlough um, associates. There's been so much death. Um, I can, you know... Right in the beginning of COVID, I was looking at the numbers in Italy and I couldn't um, I couldn't fathom the amount of people that were dying a day. And then fast forward time, three weeks later, we were seeing over 600, 700 people dying a day in New York City. And then on top of that, you know, the reduction in GDP and how the economy is being affected by all of this as well. Right. And also, that's a very short term look. You know, you talked about it makes sense that China's emissions are down so much and it makes sense that there will be this decrease in global emissions overall. But this is a very short term view and sustainability by nature is meant to be long term. Uh, A temporary reduction is not a solve and it's not a fix. You know, one way instead of speculating on what may be a temporary decrease or temporary shift. One way I was thinking about looking at this is maybe using examples from the past. This is not the first global pandemic crisis we've faced. Uh, And I'm sure if we take a look back at history, there may be some examples of how pandemics have had an impact on the environment. You know, that's, that's a really great point. And in fact, Um, I want to go back to the flu of 1918. That uh, pandemic killed over 50 million people. 50 million people. That is a huge number. 
Um, and the reason why I want to come back to this flu is because I've learned about uh, the flu of 1918 for a whole nother reason as it relates to climate change, not really about the health aspect, but because of climate change. But before I get into that, let me kind of paint the picture a little bit for what those times look like. So here we are, New York City. Um, we have what we uh, now refer to as tenement housing. So lots of um, uh, people cramped into one apartment. Uh, railroad apartments were kind of a thing um, where, you know, 15 people could live in one apartment, uh, families, cousins, everybody. Um, there was a, a significant um, amount of migration during that time. So there were a lot of immigrants here starting life in New York City. And this flu broke out. And what ended up happening was they they did not um, know exactly how it was spreading. Um, so they made some... Um, Uh, assumptions during the time that uh, apparently spitting was something that was done a lot in 1918. Um, So they had to make a campaign around people not spitting in the street. Um, And the other major campaign that they had to do was to push people to open their bedroom windows. And they did that because they needed ventilation in the apartments. They needed fresh air to come in. Now, back during this time, there was central heating systems. So if you live in New York City now, you know your steam heating system that makes all of those terrible noises in the middle of the night and doesn't work really well. That was the same system that was back uh, during the flu of 1918. And uh, the response was the New York City um, Department of Health ended up putting this campaign together. but what happened was people started not just opening their their bedroom windows, they started opening all of their windows in the apartment and just left them open. So in response to that, uh, engineers needed to size boilers for their heating and domestic hot water 25 to 50% at times larger than they needed to be to be able to compensate for those windows being open, which is uh, which caused a big problem down the line. Um, now, 100 years later, here I am, I work in this space, and we are still, to this day, resizing boilers that um, were put into place during this time. Now, why is that a big deal? Why is a bigger boiler um, bad for the environment? Well, bigger boilers cause um, more waste. And probably if you're in New York City, then you know, you're pretty familiar with, I should say, um, with overheating. Overheating causes people, because you don't have control, to open up your windows. Um, and then by opening up your windows, it causes even the, the, the problem to be exacerbated. So it's like a vicious cycle. Um, so what I'm hoping um, is that we don't create those same issues that were in 1918. We don't create another problem that our children, your child, is going to have to deal with in 100 years from now. That is really interesting. And I've seen a lot of comparisons about 
what we're facing today versus the flu of 1918. And also you pointed out at the beginning some differences in, in those times versus now. But it's really interesting to hear the, the, the response in an environmental way and what has caused long-term changes on, on our environmental impacts from that pandemic. You know, and we are still in early days. So what we're seeing right now is really a need for businesses and people to adapt and and innovate in interesting ways. Uh, And our hope is that as, as our society and globally we adapt, that the innovation should keep sustainability in mind. So again, we should look back at people, profit, and planets. As this unfolds, we'll see what's long-term and what are some interim wins and losses from an environmental perspective. And I think right now it's still a little too early to speculate on what the long-term effects from an environmental standpoint will be on the pandemic. Uh, But we'll keep looking at this situation, and as a team, Red Skies will be keeping an eye on what's going on from an environmental perspective, and we'll come back to you with more updates as the situation unfolds further.